Welcome to Made It Happen podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Hafling. Made It Happen is a podcast series highlighting female founders who took a chance and launched their own business. This is our We Rise segment in partnership with Rise Windsor Essex, where we will be bringing you stories of local female entrepreneurs in the Windsor Essex area, sharing their stories of how they built their business and how they made it happen. I just want to start off by saying thank you so much for joining me here today, Colleen, and I'm so excited to hear about your journey as an entrepreneur and your business. Thanks. Yeah, I'm so, so happy to be here. Awesome. Well, how about we start off with having you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Yeah, for sure. Um, So my name is Colleen Stark, and my business is called Canoe Point Design Co., Um, I'm a brand designer and I mostly work with millennial women entrepreneurs who are ready to bring their business to the next level. Um, And I do that through strategic branding uh, to help target their ideal client or customer. So it's brand design, but also has uh, that strategy behind it. Um, And I do a little bit of wedding, uh, wedding stationary design as well, but I'm really in 2021, really focusing on that brand design. Amazing. And I guess to start off, do you want to tell us a little bit about how you first got into the industry and into design to begin with? Yeah. So I started my business when I decided to drop out of university. So I went to Ryerson for in Toronto for uh, photography. So it was a Bachelor of Fine Arts in photography. And at the time when I went to school, it really was the right thing for me. Like I don't regret going at all. But after a couple years of being in the program, and I had a boyfriend who's now my husband, um, at the time, we were doing long distance. And I just was really struggling with the program and mentally. So I decided to move home and start a business. (laughs) So I dropped out of school, started my business, I did have some experience in design, because I took some courses at school. But nothing that really prepared me for the real world. So I started my business and then also did some graphic design um, for an, for a local agency and built up my skills that way. And I started my business because the idea of flexibility and freedom really appealed to me, which is really funny because every entrepreneur knows that's not what actually happens when you start a business. <laughs> like you don't have that much flexibility and freedom as you think you might. Um, I think now I do, but when I started, it was really a grind. Um, so I had that dream of, you know, that most entrepreneurs have of, wow, like I can run my own business, make a lot of money. I can do whatever I want. And that is, I mean, not what happened right away. So (laughs) it was a struggle at first, but, um, yeah, no. So I, so I started my business, dropped out of out of university it was definitely a valuable experience to go to school. Um, I don't think, I know some people are like, well, you know, if you have that creativity, you don't need to go to school. And I agree with that. Uh, but I think for me, it was a really valuable experience. And I did end up going back to finish. Uh, I was really, really pregnant. And, <laughs> and I went back after I had my daughter as well. So I got that piece of paper. And it taught me a lot about art and art history and like most of the inspiration I get uh, today for my brand design, I'm drawing from that uh, knowledge that I got while I was in school in in regards to like art history. I'm really inspired by architecture, historic typography. So yeah, I I loved my experience and uh, it ended up being really helpful too. 
Mm -hmm. And I I think a lot of people can definitely relate to that. And, you know, like either switching programs or, you know, going back later and, and, you know, trying to find that right path. And you said too, when you first started your business, you know, it wasn't anything like what you thought it would be starting a business. Do you want to share a little bit about, you know, what some of those struggles were in the beginning that you had to overcome to really build the business? Yeah, I think I just had a overall uh, lack of knowledge about business in general. I think I thought it was going to be a lot easier than it was. Like I just like make a website and make a logo and like put out my services and it, I never really thought about like marketing or a business plan or that foundation that you need to have before you start a business. Like the whole, you know, if you build it, they will come. I think does not (laughs) most of the time doesn't actually work that way when you uh, build a small business. So I thought it was going to be kind of rainbows and unicorns and it's, I love it. I love running a business. This is what I feel like I was meant to do, but um, just that idea that I had in the beginning was not necessarily true. (laughs) It It took a lot more hard work than I think I thought it was. It was a little naive of me in the beginning. Well, and I I think a lot of people sort of start off that way. So it's nice to hear, you know, other people going through the same things and, um, you know, overcoming that. And you've also, I know you've said before that you are a serial entrepreneur. Do you want to share a little bit about that as well? Yeah, I love this question because I almost think that every true entrepreneur is a serial entrepreneur. Um, It's just kind of like being an entrepreneur that once you have that spirit of being like, well what can I monetize? And like, how can I take these skills and make a profit from it? Um, You kind of start applying that to everything. So for me, those wheels are always spinning of like, how can I, how can I turn this into a business? Anything that I, that I do, um, which is not always work the way that I think it will. um, But that's, those wheels are always kind of spinning. So I've even convinced like family members to start businesses because I just like believe Uh, in the idea of business so much. And I think that anyone can do it if they have like a goal and a strategy to get there and maybe a little bit of a push from me. So I'm like very much a hype girl at heart. Like I, anybody that I connect with, I'm just cheering them on all the time. And I just really love to make that personal connection with people. So when it comes to business, yeah, I just really like to cheer people on and help them if they have a good idea to make uh, into a business. So I don't think everybody is born to be an entrepreneur, obviously, but um, I don't think there's a prerequisite necessarily in regards to like having a business degree or like a certificate or whatever. Um, So I guess like to give some real life examples. So I have my business, I have Canoe Point Design Co. But then I, I noticed last year, I noticed that my sister was really knowledgeable about skincare and a lot more knowledgeable than I had even realized she just kind of all of a sudden was like telling me how I could change my routine and like all about the ingredients and why these ingredients are good or bad or whatever. And she was telling me that she um, couldn't find a moisturizer that checked all the boxes that she wanted that was already on the market. So she wanted something that was fragrance-free, vegan, cruelty-free, a company philosophy that she agreed with, and she couldn't find it. And I said, well, why don't we just make it? Like, there's no reason why we can't. So we have a new business. We have a new venture, me and my sister. Um, it's called Hebe's Fountain. And uh, we are a like fragrance-free, vegan, cruelty-free, kind of next generation of queen skincare. 
we have that going. So yeah, I just feel like I'm kind of always, <laughs> I always have um, new ideas and uh, new businesses that I want to start. And um, if I'm not actually doing it, then I'm like designing pretend branding for it um, <laughs> just to get those creative juices flowing. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. And I think that's, you know, definitely that entrepreneurial spirit coming out. And I think um, with entrepreneurs as well, like when you have all these ideas, how do you know which ones, you know, you really want to act on and really want to pursue um, and sort of choosing which ones you think will sort of you, you are going to go with forward? Yeah, that <laughs> I feel like I haven't really figured that out yet. <laughs> um, I think it takes a lot of time and testing and really like asking other people what they think, um, bringing ideas to a target audience and seeing if any of them resonate with them. So what I like to do a lot of the time is kind of throw it out to my audience on my Instagram and just say like, Hey, what do you think about this? Um, would you be interested in this? And they might not be the right target audience, but it kind of gives me an idea of, of what people are thinking. I don't know when I think of a new business idea, I first of all want to know how much competition is out there and what sets my business apart. So I look for that unique selling proposition and why we will be different. Because if we are doing the exact same thing as another company, I mean, we're going to be different because we're different people running it and we'll have different values and that kind of thing. But I just, I really start with what are other people doing just to see where I um, sit in the market. And that's where, that's what I do with a lot of my branding clients as well. Um, I work with a lot of wedding vendors, uh, so wedding planners, photographers, and when like that, that um, industry tends to be pretty saturated. So when you um, are starting a wedding vendor business, for example, as a wedding planner, who else in your area is a wedding planner? Are, what are they, what kind of weddings are they doing? Who is their ideal client? Are they doing like a lot of romantic weddings? If they are, then if you do modern, modern weddings, then you're going to appeal to a totally different uh, pool of people. But if you are also doing those romantic weddings, then you are sharing that, that target audience. So um, I think it's really important to look at the market and your competition. And that's kind of how I figure out if my idea is more likely to succeed or not. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I think that's definitely, you know, a key component to any business or like you said, even for your clients, really seeing what direction to go in for that. And with your own business as well, you've recently done a full rebrand. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit you know, about this, maybe some behind the scenes of the process and what really motivated you or made you decide to do this rebrand? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It, <laughs> uh, I think it's a lot harder to design for yourself than it is for other people uh, because you're so in your own head and it's like, I'm, I'm the client, but I'm the designer. So to have like <laughs> both those people inside me has been a struggle. I find a lot, it a lot easier when people come to me with an idea and I can kind of take that objective third party uh, perspective, but when it's yourself, it, <laughs> it doesn't really work like that. So the reason that I decided to do it is because I started to get very specific about the people that I want to be working with. I hired a coach um, last year, uh, Krista from KJ and Co. Uh, she is a former wedding planner with like 25 years experience. And I had orig originally gone to her because I was um, only really focusing on wedding stationary design. So and I was really, really struggling with it. I just could not find 
the couples that I wanted to be like, I could, I found couples that I wanted to be working with and that were ideal clients, but uh, I was just so far and few between. And I just felt like I really needed some help. So I hired Krista and it was one of the best decisions that I've made in my business because she had so much knowledge, not only as a entrepreneur, but also as a working mom. So she really helped me figure out a balance between work and life, um, which was not always a balance. It was mostly just a juggle, but uh, she really helped me work through that. And she helped me figure out who my ideal client was. So we went through a whole exercise and I had to really, really dig deep about who I wanted to work with. Because when I started my business, I kind of cast a really, really wide net. And it was like, I, I wanted to appeal to everybody. So I was appealing to nobody because it was just not specific enough. It was way too general. So when I worked with Krista and I put a name to my ideal client, I figured out like, where does she live? Where does she shop? Uh, what does she value? What does her home life look like? Her work life? And obviously there's variations in that. So we had a couple different names, but getting specific about that ideal client is what prompted my rebrand. And I realized that my branding was focused more towards a wedding vendor aesthetic. Um, and I really want to be working with really modern, like women entrepreneurs who are like leaders in their industry and really pushing the envelope and um, that are kind of like me in terms of personality. Like I want to work with people who are like me. So I wanted to create a brand that really reflected that. And it felt like I was bearing my soul when I, <laughs> when I shared the logo, I'm like, what if nobody likes it? Like, what if it, you know, what if it's terrible and then people don't want to hire me because they think it sucks. So that imposter, imposter syndrome, uh, really creeped in, but, uh, yeah, that's why I decided to rebrand. I just wanted to start getting really specific about who I wanted to work with. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I, I think that's, you know, a great sort of process to go through and, you know, finding, like you said, going through those personas, finding your key target. And when you um, were going to hire your coach, how did you sort of know if, or if you have any advice for someone who's looking for a coach, how did you know when that was sort of the right fit for you that you wanted to work with? I think I probably found Krista on Instagram and probably through like mutual connections in the wedding industry. So because my pool of people and like the connections, the network that I had made, um, through my wedding invitation design was really in the wedding industry. Um, I found Krista that way and we had a, we had a call and it wasn't even like a discovery call or like business related, really. It was kind of just like a, uh, when the pandemic started and everybody was kind of doing like coffee dates and trying to like keep up their socialization. Um, I ended up meeting with a lot of other entrepreneurs, which was amazing. And Krista was one of them. So we were talking and she hadn't uh, been offering coaching yet. Like she had, but kind of um, behind the scenes um, while she was still doing her wedding planning. So we started talking about our goals for our business and like our struggles. And she shared with me that she, um, she was going to be offering coaching and I was going to be one of the like first people if I wanted to join So I had already kind of made a personal connection with her before I decided to hire her as a coach. And I just really, I really liked her um, kind of type A personality. She's a wedding planner. So she like is very organized and like 
has her stuff together. And I just really connected to her as a mom. Like she is very open and honest and transparent. And like, I just really connected with her on a personal level um, and really respected her journey uh, as an entrepreneur as well. So I think having both of those is really important when you're looking for a coach, because if you don't like your coach, you're not going to (laughs) want to listen to them or really talk to them. So um, yeah, definitely look for somebody that you really vibe with and also uh, think will be really great for your business. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's really great advice. And, you know, definitely find like a great process for finding that right fit. Cause I think, you know, especially personalities mixing is, is definitely important, especially in coaching. And you mentioned there too, you really connected her with for being a mom and running a business and, you know, finding that balance for time management. And do you have sort of any advice from of yourself or something you've learned along that way about sort of finding that balance and managing both? Um, daycare, (laughs) daycare really like changed the game for me. Um, I, not that I recommend that for everybody, it's not a great fit for everyone. Um, but I think my advice would be just to do what's best for you and don't think about what other people are doing because you're not other people. Like you're not in their house, like dealing with their kids. You're, you have your business and your kids. So I think I spent a lot of time worrying of like, if I send Juniper to daycare, like, does that make me a bad mom? And like, I just was so in my head about it. And, um, I just kind of learned to do what's best for me. And that's something Krista helped me with as well was her children were in daycare. And that kind of almost like made me feel like I had permission to do it as well. Cause I was talking to another mom who had done it and daycare is just, is just the best. It just like freed up my days so that I could really focus on my business while she was doing really cool things that I probably wouldn't be doing with her at home. Um, and I also just, I've kind of figured out a routine for myself and working does not have to be like a typical nine to five. Like you don't have to run your business from nine to five every day. I like to like take a nap. I like to like do work in the afternoon or like after Juniper goes to bed, I love working from like 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. It's just what works for me. It doesn't work for everybody, but um, I think just really leaning into who you are and what works for you and your family. And it doesn't matter if it doesn't work for other people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I definitely agree. And I think that's great advice. And it is really important to find what works for you. You know, some people like doing work in the morning, some at night. And so finding finding what works for you and not sort of worrying about other people, I think is is definitely very important. And um, you've you've been very open on social media too. I love how authentic you are on, on social media and with your business. And, um, you know, especially this past year has been tough for everyone. And you are very open when you do have tough days in an entrepreneur, which I think is so important to share. And so do you want to tell us a little bit, you know, about these sort of low times of running a business and what you do during that time to sort of lift yourself back up. Yeah, I so the reason I do that, I just feel like I'm not I'm not doing anybody a favor by keeping it in and like not sharing it. Like I just feel like I'm doing a disservice to my audience um by not sharing the the real parts of running a business. And I kind of have those those um these two conflicting ideas of that because I on the one hand my business or my, um, sorry, my Instagram operates to attract clients. 
And I want to be professional and I want to um, have, you know, my best face forward. But I also want to make sure that I am attracting people like me who are very transparent and open and honest. And I want to connect with other entrepreneurs who some days they just feel like crying about their business. Like, you know, I feel that not all the time, but I do have those days of like where I'm just going to cry in my coffee this morning because I just don't feel great about what I'm doing. And I think everybody really struggles with that imposter syndrome of like, why, why would anybody pay me to do this? Like, why would anybody pay me to design something when they could go pay somebody else? And it's, I just have the mindset of, I can't serve people if I'm hiding. (laughs) Like I can't, like, I can't do what I feel like I'm meant to do if I'm hiding it and not sharing it with people. So even if somebody doesn't connect with it, that's okay. There's a, you know, a million other designers that they can work with that might be a better fit. But if I'm the person for you, I want to be there and be ready to show up when, when you're ready to hire me. So yeah, I, I really love showing the authentic side of uh, running a business because we are people behind our businesses. Like we are (laughs) real people on the other end of those emails and the other end of those uh, comments. And um, I just want other people to know that it's normal to have bad days. Like you can't always uh, put on your makeup and do your hair and like show up as this perfect version of yourself because not every day is like that. And I'm a huge, huge advocate for mental health and um, doing what feels good for you. So yeah, I, really love that part of my business. And I love seeing that in other people, other people's businesses as well. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree. I love seeing, and like I said, I love seeing like how authentic you are with it. And I think that that's what people really resonate with. And, you know, like you said, that's, that's the kind of clients you want to attract. So, you know, doing what, what works for you, I think is definitely best. So um, I think a lot of entrepreneurs can definitely relate to that. And on the other side of it, you know, there definitely is, is those high times. And has there been sort of one really big sort of success moment that stands out to you throughout your journey you'd like to share? Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like people's probably success sometimes looks like I made this amount of money on this project or like I booked this really high ticket client, um, which is for sure like a big win. But for me, um, my biggest proud moment in my business is actually um, a really big investment that I made. So I invested in um, a mastermind and um, it has just been absolutely life-changing for me. So I, uh, the, the course is called Design Biz Mastery uh, with Morgan Rapp. And it was the biggest, like one of the biggest investments I've made other than like my car. <laughs> like it was just, it was the kind that you like, you know, really, really have to think about. And, um, but I, I took the jump because I just felt like I really needed that in my business. I really needed to connect with other like, like-minded creatives who really wanted to bring their business to the next level. And I feel like if I am preaching about investing in your business, especially through branding, I need to walk the walk and invest in my own business and uh, do what needs to be done to bring my business to the next level. So I am really proud of myself for making that jump, even though it was really scary. I'm just a really firm believer in what you put into your business is what you get out of it. Um, So yeah, I am, I am really proud of uh, joining that mastermind. 
Well, I mean, I'm definitely so happy to hear that. And I, I definitely agree. And, you know, people say too, if you're not going to invest in yourself, why are other people going to want to invest in you? And so yes. I, I think that is so important and, you know, just continuing that professional development, creative development. And so, I mean, I think that that is a huge moment and I'm glad that, you know, it, it is exactly what you were looking for. And you've also started a passion projects challenge. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about this and sort of what prompted you to do this and why do you think it's you know important for creatives to have that sort of outlet? Yeah, it really again came back to that ideal client. I feel like I feel like a broken record because I'm always talking about that. Um, but it is so important because your business exists to serve that certain person. And so kind of everything that I do goes back to that ideal client. So when I started the passion project challenge, I just really wanted to help other creatives create a project that really resonated with them personally. Like it's something that made them really happy and in turn would also appeal to their ideal client. So I, um, I had a, uh, cake designer as part of the challenge who, wanted to just make a cake that would really make her happy and really get like that creativity going. And, um, it ended up being a cake that also was like who she wanted to be targeting in her business. So she felt like she wasn't getting enough wedding cake clients. And so she did a wedding cake and can put that in her portfolio and that can attract the people that she wants to work with. So I think it's important to do for yourself um, as a creative, but I think it's also important as a portfolio builder because what you put out there is what you attract. So if you are a cake designer and you're posting um, like children's party uh, character cakes, but that's not what you really want to be doing, nobody knows that because it's not what you're putting out there. So I wanted that uh, that passion project challenge uh, to help with that and to really provide some guidance for people who knew that they wanted to do something like that, but just didn't really know where to start. So it's been a really, a really awesome group that we've had in the last month. And I'm really excited to do it again. Um, I think probably in the next quarter, I'll open it up again. Mm-hmm. Well, and I absolutely love that initiative and sort of the purpose behind it. And I think, like you said, there's there's so much more, you know, that goes into it and that you can sort of get out of it, like how important it is for your business as a whole. And, you know, with that too, it sort of is sparking sort of inspiration. And do you want to share a little bit about, you know, what do you do during those times when maybe you don't sort of have that inspiration or sort of motivation as a business owner? Yeah, that happens. Um, That happens (laughs) a lot, like where you um, are just grinding and yeah, you're just lacking that inspiration, especially as a creative. I find sometimes when you have to be creative for your job, um, sometimes it just feels forced rather than um, just coming from the heart. So when I'm lacking that inspiration or motivation, I like to just step away from my computer and like go out into the real world and find inspiration out in the world. So like in nature, or um, if I go to a museum or like, in architecture, reading books, watching movies. Like I try to find inspiration other places other than just Pinterest. Um, I love Pinterest. I think it is an amazing tool and I, um, I use it in my own business and I suggest other creatives to use it as well. But sometimes it just is not doing the trick. And when that happens um, and I'm just feeling like I cannot get inspired for a certain project, I like to take it out into the world and 
Um, even just having like conversations with my husband and just like talking to him about this is how I'm feeling and I'm not sure what to do about this project or client, um, even getting his perspective. Um, he's a creative as well. So uh, getting his perspective is, is really awesome. So yeah, sometimes that motivation is just not there, but I think taking a break uh, can do wonders. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's really great advice and just sort of stepping away from it for a minute. And when you come back, sort of having that whole new perspective can definitely help a lot. And with that too, if you had sort of one piece of advice you'd give a, you know, a business just starting out or a small business um, in terms of branding, what would that be? Yeah. Um, I think um, again, like thinking about your aesthetic and what you love because you are your business of really focusing on what your ideal client will be attracted to. So I think that really goes uh, more with service-based businesses. So um, I'm coming kind of from the, the perspective of service-based businesses. And um, so again, for an example, if you're a wedding planner and you really want to be doing like modern, colorful weddings, but you love really minimalistic, delicate design those two don't make sense together. Like you, if your branding um, looks way different than the work you want to be doing, there's a disconnect and and something is just not going to work there. So really focusing on what your ideal client will be attracted to, but also keeping true to yourself and also that it's okay to DIY in the beginning. Like I don't think hiring a brand designer is necessary, like is really the first step you should do in starting a business. It's a really, really big investment. And Um, I think DIYing and just getting your business off the ground is more important first. And then when you're ready to kind of polish things up and take uh, that next step in your business to really elevate it, or if you are realizing that who you're attracting to your business is not actually who you want to be working with, then it's time to change it up. But yeah, it's okay to DIY um, and think about who you are going to attract to your business. So it's like having the right bait for the right fish. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that saying, um, but that, that definitely makes sense. And I think that's really great advice for people going into going into their business and sort of not too sure sort of where to start with it and what to sort of think about. So I think that's really great advice. And, um, you know, we talked about in the, in the beginning too, about when you were first starting your business and if you could sort of, you know, look back now to when you were just starting out, what would you sort of say to your, your younger self then um, sort of starting a business now? Yeah. Um, I, (laughs) that's a really good question. Um, I would say that it's okay to feel like you're failing. I would say that failure is just a learning experience and that everybody goes through it. Uh, I think when I was starting, I just saw these other businesses and I'm like, Oh my God, they have done everything perfectly. Everything looks amazing. Like they know what they're doing. And I really feel like nobody knows what they're doing (laughs) or like we feel that way a lot of the time. So yeah, I would just say it's okay to just figure it out and to not have everything perfect right away. Um, I didn't necessarily think my business was going to be like an overnight success, but like I, I am a naturally impatient person. So I kind of expected it to like, you know, pretty soon take off. And then I'm like, you know, doing what I love and making money and whatever. So I think I would just tell myself to relax and like really put the work into the foundation of the business before you try to scale it and really lean into 
what you're doing rather than having like shiny object syndrome of like, oh, well, this isn't working. I'm going to try this other thing and this other thing. When really the solution most of the time is really leaning into what you're doing even harder um, and just being really consistent with it. So yeah, I, I would say that it's okay to fail. Like that is just the biggest learning experience um, is to fall and get back up again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I definitely agree. And I, I love that. And especially like you said too, you know, when you're looking at all their businesses, it seems like everyone has it together. And that's why I think, you know, people now are so drawn to people who are more authentic and showing, you know, it's actually not all like that. And so it, you can actually relate to other business owners through that, which I think is so important. And, um, you know, with your business too, there's a lot going on. Do you have sort of future plans for your business you'd like to share? Yeah, I always have future plans. <laughs> I'm always thinking of new things to do. But uh, I've been approached a lot in the last month or so um, for like mentorship and for coaching. So I'm going to be hopefully offering some like coaching services and mentorship for new business owners and for other creatives, um, especially in terms of mindset and pricing, because that I love to talk about mindset and um, helping especially women entrepreneurs increase their pricing. I just see so many entrepreneurs just not charging what they should be. And uh, I just really want to help people with that. So yeah, I'm going to be offering some new services. Um, And then I'm starting to work on a podcast. As you know, Um, I, I just love to talk and I could talk about branding all day long. So Um, that's in the works, very beginning stages, uh, but starting to work that out. And then, uh, Hebe's Fountain and then my business with, uh, with my sister and yeah, so lots of things coming up, lots of future plans. I'm always on the go. Amazing. Well, I mean, I'm so excited to see all these future plans come to life and there's lots going on. So I'm so excited for you. And especially I think what you said too, about the pricing is is so interesting. And I think it comes back to that imposter syndrome, especially female entrepreneurs, not wanting to charge enough or not wanting to charge at all even. Um, so I think that, you know, that's definitely a great service that is very needed. So I'm excited to see that as well. And where can people go to find about these future plans and find your business? online. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, so yeah, you can find me on Instagram. That's kind of my like platform of choice. So, um, at canoe point design co, um, and then my website is canoepointdesignco.ca. Yep. Instagram and my website, and you can send me a message anytime. I love to chat and answer questions. I'm always available. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Colleen, for coming on here, sharing your story, all of your great advice. And I'm so excited for everything that's to come for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Made It Happen Podcast, the podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave a review, and I'll see you next week.